0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a conversation around uh, what's going on in the ride-sharing market here in uh, South Africa. What does it look like? And we're going to be talking to one of the operators um, around uh, the importance of mobile data. But hopefully, uh, through that conversation, we can get a little bit of insight into the state of the market at the moment. What does the gig economy look like? Ride-sharing in South Africa and uh, what competition is looking like in the sector to help us to understand all of this? We are joined by Vincent Lilani, who is uh, a business development uh, representative over at InDrive, and uh, they are um, one of uh, the local operators, and they actually have um, operations in nine cities across South Africa. That is Cape Town, Johannesburg, Pretoria, Durban, uh, Port Elizabeth, East London. Peter Maritzburg, Rustenburg, and Apollo Kwane. Vincent, greetings to you today.
1: Greetings, greetings, how are you?
0: No, 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 no. I live good, well, and thriving on this end. Um, I think a good place for us to start for people that may not, uh, you know, know uh, because uh, we do, you know, we do have people that will be listening from all over the country. For those that uh, may not know or fully gauge or understand, InDrive. I believe back in the day it was called InDriver, um, you know, uh, but now it's uh, simply called InDrive. Could you give us a little bit of insight? Um, into the company what it is that you guys do and where you guys fit in the local market
1: absolutely so yes as you said um previously we were called InDriver, and we had changed up to um, in drive and with that being said we are a e-hailing um, company that uh, provides uh, transport for our passengers and we operate in the 47 countries that we are currently operating in on a global scale with uh, 150 million downloads um, and we have over 700 cities that we are currently around um, around the world so with that being said we basically also be operating in America, Asia, uh, Middle East, um, Africa as well and with with sitting with the employees of over two hundred uh two thousand four hundred employees, so yeah we're doing pretty well, and at this point in time, we are very much passenger um assessing and driver needs assesses as well so yeah that 's where we are sitting
0: um if if I may ask in terms of uh giving us that idea of the company bringing it to the South Africa level any um, metrics that we can use, uh, particularly how many drivers you guys have on your platform um, in the local market? Uh, we have quite a large number of drivers. Um, as you said, we
1: are oper- operating in nine in nine different cities. Um, within each city, there's quite a large number of drivers sitting well over 5,000. And um, so with these drivers, we basically in the, in the South African market as it's needed to be we literally are helping on both drivers, uh, drivers focus and passenger um, assessment as well. So we are quite well diverse in, in that industry itself.
0: All right, cool um, we're definitely gonna come back uh, you know to the drivers because they do fit in quite squarely in the world of the gig economy but just maybe getting a sense for people um, you know peering behind the scenes uh, because you guys you you, you mentioned just now how many cities the company operates in globally uh, but in South Africa you've got those uh, what you call you've got those nine cities how has business been in the South African context? And the reason we ask that is uh, because uh, we saw a large international company, that's Didi. They came in, uh, their Chinese ride-sharing operator, they came in into the South African economy a couple of years ago. But within a year, they had shut down uh, their operations. And that has, uh, you know, brought a lot of questions just around the viability of of, uh, you know, competing with the, with, the, with the established Bolt and Uber uh, duopoly in South Africa. So maybe just uh, giving us, um, you know, peering behind the curtain, just around what it's like competing in the market.
1: Yes. So the industry is quite, uh, it's quite tough, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's really one of those industries where you have to assess the needs of, uh, of the demands and also the supply as well. The market itself it does it does vary when it comes to like seasonal changes um it also comes through to what passengers have at times so even in in moments where you see that uh that drivers or passengers or even just just consumers as a whole they are fluctuations when it comes to people wanting different things different times um the market itself is very uh, for example for uh, the service itself it's very much needed in south africa and as as, as you mentioned with dd who came in they saw that it was quite a, a tough, a, a tough market to come through and to break through in. So with us being able to very much stay in this market for this long, it's really, really an achievement for us. And doing so far, we've actually put together quite a strong team, team to actually sit with us and work through uh, the research that we do uh, to provide the service that we do to also um, be on par shoulder to shoulder with our, with our competitors. So yeah, the market is quite tough, but we are, we are thriving through we're
0: going through yeah no 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 most certainly and uh another curiosity is just around uh i guess the brand recognition i've seen a lot of adverts you know around uh in drive uh making the rounds online i, I particularly see them on uh, on instagram as well as youtube so i do know that there's a big drive from the company to drive all of that awareness but um you know on your end how do you find that
1: Well, the fact that you are seeing it um, on Instagram and YouTube, that means we are very much doing our part. (laughs) We are doing a really great job. But yes, trying to reach, um, trying to reach everybody just to know that we are very much, we are here. We are present on our part. It is definitely to, um, to influence the consumers and to influence people in South Africa that they can have better deals. They can very much be able to travel from one point to another and not pay an arm and a leg. So with that being said, literally we, we have a strong social media team that works with us, um, in house and literally they, they look at everything that needs to be done, try to showcase that, Hey guys, you know, as for an example, right now, people are getting, uh, it's January, you know, not everybody had enough funds to, to do as much as they wanted to do. And that's where we also fell in and people are generally just, uh, trying to get around with convenience and safety as well. Yeah, so we are we are capable of, like, literally showcasing that, hey, guys, you can afford to travel, you know, in your city, go to places and not, you know, not, not kill yourself or even dive deep into your pockets just to travel. So, yeah.
0: So now that we are at this point, I believe, um, you know, there has been, you know, quite an interesting uh, announcement that InDrive has made MTN around uh, mobile data. And obviously... You know, in a market like South Africa, the issues of mobile data are very important out there. People tend to, you know, despite the fact that data prices have come down the way that they have, um, I do think that uh, data does continue to still be expensive for a number of people out there. Could you talk to us firstly about, you know, what the partnership? And then secondly, um, you know, what what data means in the ride-sharing economy, especially uh, for a company that's trying to grow and compete in South Africa?
1: So basically, with the partnership itself, um, we literally partnered with MTN, um, however this does not only strictly um, work to only MTN um, service providers, it actually goes it extends further to Vodacom, Telcom, and Style C. Um, so with this partnership is that we allow users to actually go onto our app and use the app for free, provided that they have um, access to internet, so basically just uh, to switch on your internet access. and. With that being said, um, passengers are capable of requesting, um, to request a ride and also our drivers to actually be able to utilize the app and receive these requests. And um, with that being said, we are capable of just, um, appealing to to the um to the majority of, of south africans who which were approximately about 99 percent of south african population who are using these these four uh, network providers so with that being said the the charges the external sources that will be using may charge may charge the users however on our app itself it's very much free so it's doctor free itself and to also like you would need access to the internet as i said uh, with that being said, we can just move over to the fact that we we understand that South Africa has a high uh, uh, data is quite expensive. You know, it's not one of the most uh, affordable affordable um, um, products that we have. So this actually does push to to passengers and drivers needing uh, needing access to utilize the app when whenever they don't have data, and this has actually just shown some growth in 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 our app use as well. People are very much loving it it is quite one of the most crucial things that we we thought that we would actually see this in the gap market. As much as we know that some banks also, they do allow, um, they do allow pe- uh, well bankers to use their apps when they don't have data. So with the limited access, however, with our app, you do have full access on, on the entire usage. So where whatever city you're in, you will have access to it. And, just to also, you know, mention the fact that with the data that's been so expensive, it is becoming one of the most things that people can't really afford to go that far with the data. They can't really, you know, da- uh, buy yourself large amounts of of data. And this is where we actually jumped in and said, you know, what? we actually can see the struggle. Let us help. Um, let us help uh, South Africans where we can, uh, specifically to our to our app as well. So. We really wanted to be, you know, to to be a, a leading part in that.
0: So can I confirm, you know, just given everything that you just said that, um, you know, it means that both drivers and passengers can effectively use uh, the platform for free in South Africa? Because it sounds, you know, like we're basically saying that in South Africa, in drive has, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, been zero rated.
1: Yeah. So basically, yes. So with that, um, as you said, um, passengers can use drivers and passengers can use the, the app on, um, on our side data free. Um, so it's the only difference would be that with the external sources that may charge, um, uh, may charge for the usage. So anything that's outside of, um, in driver app, it may, um, it may charge you. However, with all four networks, then it it's free.
0: All right all right uh, that uh, that certainly makes sense and i and I'm sure it's one of those things uh, that is going to be able that gives um, a unique competitive advantage uh, particularly in the market because for normal people, given the state of uh, the local economy and also just for security reasons, um, you know a lot of people tend to keep the app. On, you know, to track, uh, you know, a ride uh, throughout the duration of a ride and all of that stuff does tend to take up um, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of data. And if you are in a pinch and you need to request, but don't necessarily have data on your phone, you know, it does become quite useful from that point of view. Perhaps in the last uh, couple of minutes, uh, Vincent, we can just uh, say a little bit about how you see the development of uh, the gig economy in South Africa and uh, maybe your relationship. Um, with uh, the driver community and the driver network that you have. On this platform, we've actually had the likes of Uber. And you can imagine that in South Africa, where labor uh, tends to have a very strong voice, that has been a a big question that we even put up to them uh, because labor relations in ride-sharing have always been a contentious issue. So could you talk to us about that?
1: Absolutely. So with um ride sharing it's quite one of the most important things where drivers need this um, they need this access to this labor and with the current economy uh, that we all know about in south africa it's not exactly the one's the best to live in um so however despite the hardship of the conditions and of of the economy um ride-hailing businesses tend to we we actually continue to contribute um for certain opportunities um, in employment and we knowing that, um, with, with drivers who come back for, uh, who come from like disadvantaged uh, backgrounds, we very much want to help them and be able to, you know, um, put bread on the table and also just to have, uh, a job where they can actually, um, uh, work around on and actually be happy and what, uh, what they are doing. Um, we basically on our end with our 10% commission, um, we are literally sitting here in, in, in South Africa, just like not even taking that much. From drivers, we are very much working with drivers, adhering to their needs, adhering to their wants as well. Even with the new branding, uh, we came through to, to basically uh, affiliating with, uh, with the app itself, um, changing a few things that they requested. Uh, and drivers were very much on hands on deck with this one. They were very interactive. And just that close relationship that we have with drivers, we are capable of like having open conversations with them. Essentially, we basically want to help uh, as much as we can when it comes to to uh, to working with our drivers and also just um, also providing a good ride for passengers, a great ride for passengers as well. So with the economy that they are living in, it's really, it's really quite tough. Um, We did come from a lockdown, you know, in in 2020. It was not exactly the most uh, great year. However, people are still recovering. Best times for for, for the drivers to, you know, make the most out of of their time and also most most out of their rides is um, seasonal times, you know, end of the year, Christmas, um, holidays, and when people are definitely going on traveling a lot. And with the fact that we have, you know, not only, not only just the city itself, but intercity as well, where drivers can actually take place in traveling, uh, basically transporting people from one city to another. Um, that also gives them another great opportunity to make as much money as they can, you know, and with the fact that we can, the passengers are able to negotiate the prices, it even works even better with the driver as well. So they get, they tend to understand what they're getting what they are doing and how far they are going. So it's very much quite an open field for communication for our drivers in this tough economy.
0: Most certainly, and I think that's uh, you know a good place for us uh, you know to end today's session. Uh, so that's been it. You know, understanding a little bit about uh, you know InDrive in South Africa. Uh, they are a ride-sharing platform that has um, operations in nine cities across South Africa and uh, hundreds more around the world. Um, Vincent giving us some insight into the nature of the business. Um, we're looking at um, at least five thousand drivers on the platform. I think. The last research that I saw um, said that there were around uh, 40,000 or so um, gig economy drivers, but we have to. We have to pass that um, across the ride-sharing platforms, the food delivery platforms, as well as you know some of the new grocery delivery platforms as well, such as um, you know your Checker sixty sixty, um, you know, and the like. So it does seem as if all of these players being in the space is helping to provide that employment for this block of people that do exist in the economy. Also, getting a little bit of insight into the importance of uh, data because um, we that's why I said effectively uh, because the deal has been struck um, on the back end between um, InDrive and MTN where uh, they will take care of uh, the data costs, the mobile data costs, allowing uh, both uh, passengers and drivers to use the platform specifically for free on that end. So I think that one is going to be an interesting one to watch um, over time. What is that going to do uh, for usage on the platform? platform especially on the passenger side is that going to be one of those things that actually helps to get more and more people to be using this uh, this particular platform also highlighting the fact that uh, South Africa is a very competitive market when it comes to ride sharing we've seen um, even deep pocketed players such as uh, Didi coming into South Africa and having to to fold so showing the fact that competing in the ride sharing market is not necessarily about having deep pockets but there are other factors that do come into play so that's been it we were in a conversation um with vincent and uh, that was a very great conversation uh you know that we've just had uh vincent lani who is a business development representative over at InDrive. vincent thank you so much for being with us today
1: thank you so much for having me it was an absolute pleasure this is
0: is mudiwa's Tech. Great conversation with the Vincent, uh, giving us some insight into how they are competing in, uh, in the local market. They have been having a big uh, brand awareness campaign, as I said, during uh, the interview. I've seen quite a lot of their branding. I'm personally yet to use this particular service myself. Um, and I think maybe now that we've had this conversation, I might be a little bit more convinced to go and check out how it is next time that we get vincent on and we talk about the gig economy one of the biggest dynamics that uh, we would have to talk about is um whether or not um some of these platforms are able to get uh people that are exclusively working with them let's say as in drive or, you know, do they find themselves, as is the nature uh, of the gig economy, having drivers that sort of work across platforms, as we've seen, you know, happening, uh, happening over the years. So, you know, great to see that. And also, how long and how much money is InDrive willing to, to invest in South Africa to stay competing with the establishment um, when it comes to Bolt and Uber? And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on IONO.FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Muriel Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. This has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Which is a multimedia live production. So, for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. <music>